Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the chapter Socialism in Europe and the Russian Revolution, which is for grade 9 history CBSE. And in this episode, I'm going to cover up the topics 2, 2.1, 2.2 and 2.3. So topic 2, the Russian Revolution. In one of the least industrialized of European states, this situation was reversed. The monarchy in Russia fell in February 1917 and socialists took over the power by October and the series of all these events normally called the Russian Revolution. So how did this come about? What were the social and political conditions in Russia when the revolution occurred? To answer these questions, let us look at Russia a few years before the revolution. Topic 2.1 The Russian Empire in 1914 Tsar Nicholas II ruled Russia and its empire in 1914. But the Russian territory was not what we know today. The Russian Empire included current-day Finland, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, parts of Poland, Ukraine and Belarus. And it stretched to the Pacific and comprised today's Central Asian states, as well as Georgia, Armenia and Azerbaijan. And I'm sure that you all know that out of the above, a lot of them are sovereign countries now, like Finland, Estonia, Poland, Ukraine, etc. The majority religion was Russian Orthodox Christianity, which had grown out of the Greek Orthodox Church. Even today, the Russian Orthodox Christianity is a major religion and it influences the Russian politics a lot. In fact, President Vladimir Putin is a dedicated Russian Orthodox Christian. But the empire also included Catholics, Protestants, Muslims and Buddhists. And my dear listeners, if you want to know more on Russian Orthodox Christianity in Russia, do check some documentaries on Al Jazeera, DW News, etc. So let's see how the society was and what were the major sources of livelihood of the people under Tsar Nicholas II. Topic 2.2 Economy and Society About 80% of the Russian Empire's population earned their living from agriculture in the early 20th century. And this proportion was higher than in most European countries. Like in France and Germany, the proportion was between 40 and 50%. And the peasants would cultivate for both self-consumption as well as market and Russia was a major exporter of grains. Russia was pretty well in industries too, but it was found in pockets of St. Petersburg and Moscow only. Craftsmen undertook much of the production, but large factories existed alongside craft workshops. Many factories were set up in the 1890s when Russia's railway network was extended and foreign investment in industry increased. Coal production doubled and iron and steel output increased by four times. And by the 1900s, in some areas, factory workers and the craftsmen were almost equal in number. Most industry was the private property of industrialists and the government supervised large factories to ensure minimum wages and limited hours of work. But factory inspectors could not prevent the breach in rules in craft units and small workshops. The working day was sometimes 15 hours compared with 10 or 12 hours in factories. Accommodation varied from rooms to dormitories with poor facilities. Workers used to sleep in bunkers, in ships, as the place was not sufficient for all labors to sleep at a time. On the other hand, workers were divided by skill. Metal workers would consider himself as aristocrats among other workers just because their occupation demanded more training and skill. Women made up of 31% of the factory labor force by 1914, but again they were paid less than the man, which was between half and three quarters of a man's wage. And such divisions among workers showed themselves in dress and manners too. Some workers formed associations to help members in times of unemployment 
or financial hardship. But such associations were very, very less. But all such divisions in workers did not mean that they were not united. Rather, they would support each other to strike work and stop work whenever their employers disagreed their demands and such strikes took place frequently in textile industries during 1896 and 97 and in the metal industry during 1902. On the other side, in the countryside, peasants cultivated most of the land. But the nobility, the crown and the orthodox church owned large properties. And like workers in industries, peasants too were divided and they were also deeply religious. But except in a few cases, they had no respect for the nobility because the nobles got their power and position through their services to the Tsar, not through local popularity. But if you remember, this was unlike France, where during the French Revolution in Brittany, peasants respected nobles and fought for them, whereas in Russia, peasants wanted the land of the nobles to be given to them and they refused to pay rent and murdered a lot of landlords. In 1902, this occurred on large scale in South Russia and which spread all over Russia by 1905. There was one more difference between Russian peasants and other European peasants because they pooled their land together periodically and their commune known as Mir divided it according to the needs of individual families and this system became a point of division amongst socialists later. Now let's see topic 2.3 socialism in Russia. If you are thinking that the poor situations of labor, women and peasants may be the causes for spreading of socialism in Russia, then you are right. So let's know some more other situation and causes too. All the political parties were illegal in Russia before 1914. Whereas the Russian Socialist Democratic Workers Party was founded in 1898 by socialists who respected Karl Marx's ideas. However, because of government policy, it had to operate as an illegal organization. They set up a newspaper, mobilized workers and organized strikes. And some Russian socialists felt that the custom of dividing land periodically by the Russian peasants made them natural socialists because that's what Karl Marx also wanted. Take away the factories from the capitalists and let the workers run and divide the profit. And which means the peasants, not workers, would be the main force for the revolution in Russia to make it a socialist nation. The socialists were active in the countryside through the late 19th century. They formed the Socialist Revolutionary Party in 1900. This party struggled for peasants' rights and demanded that the land belonging to nobles to be transferred to peasants. But the other faction, Social Democrats, disagreed with socialist revolutionaries about peasants because a prominent Socialist Democrat leader, Vladimir Lenin, felt that the peasants were not one united group. Some were poor and the others rich. Some worked as laborers, while others were capitalists who employed workers. So they all could not be part of a socialist movement. And on this point, the party was divided. Vladimir Lenin, who led the Bolshevik group, thought that in a repressive society like Tsarist Russia, the party should be disciplined and should control the number and quality of its members, unlike the peasants group. Others, Mensheviks. They thought that the party should be open to all, like the way it was in Germany. And this is how the socialism spread in Russia and got support by mass, but with differences in ideas and which was quite natural as people were slowly able to express their views, ideas and points of argument. I hope with this you understand the situation in Russia and the causes for spread of socialism. Thank you for listening. Have a good time.